0: Man, show with the new head coach. The of Tech Bulldogs out of Conference USA is Talvin Hester. He comes back home after the year away. Coach Hester, how you doing, man? We've been, I'm how, doing how you good. Been making rustling, man. And then our 20s quarter over there.
1: Hey, man, I'm home, man. I'm from our 520 in Arlington, Texas. So I'm back home, man.
0: I hear that, Coach. Man, how does it make you feel, man, if I get you, you know, your first head gig out there all these years, man, putting all those hard yards, man, and grinding? Now, now you get, lead your program once it's over now.
1: You know, it's a dream come true. I'm being really honest with you, man. You, you start working, and, and when you first get into the business of coaching, you just want to be around the game. And then as you get older and move on and progress, you start getting that age to get your own program one day and start striving to do the things that it takes to, to get one, and not everybody does. So I'm blessed. I'm thankful. I'm not going to uh, let these people down on my first opportunity. We're going to work here.
0: No doubt, man. No doubt. Man, am Coach Hester, for you. When did you decide you want to get in the coaching business, man? My dad's a coach. 81 years old. 81 years old, and my dad says a lot of guys text him this day, talking about thanks, coaching, about all that, all that good stuff, man. So for you, what was your inspiration getting into the business, and how, what, what kind of say, hey, I want to become a head coach, coach and I, Richard, head coach?
1: You know what? Well, I wanted to start helping young men. To make to make a long story short, um, didn't know what I wanted to do when I came out of college. Started working at Delta Airlines. Phone kept ringing in my ear, man. I was like, this ain't for me. A uh, guy that I knew that taught me how to play called me back and said, man, I heard you were back in town, man. Come help me teach some of these young kids. And I started in AAU, to be really honest. And not a shoe team, not a, a power team, just a team to help local kids. And I loved it. I, I, I joked that I couldn't get any college coaches to listen to me and come in to recruit the kids. So I figured it'd be easier to be on the other side and then just come back and get them. So I did. Um, I went to a little local junior college, asked them, can I help? And uh, 20 years later, I got my own Division One job.
0: No doubt, man. That's so good how you, like, you cut your team in the business at, 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 on the side of the ledger. So you knew, you knew yeah. what you're looking for already. So you, you was one of them guys who I who knew what the players were about because, as you said, sometimes college coaches had had a mindset on certain dudes, and they made Mr. Diamond the rough because they, well, he ain't got the right name or he ain't, work, he ain't with the right shoe company. So the fact that you mm-hmm. had that experience on the other side of it, man, it's going to help you find those those brothers who can really ball for you It really can help you all win the same title, man. And that tough comments you all got out there, man.
1: That's it. That's it. That's it. I always trust in my own eyes.
0: No doubt, man. And you know what? Magic kids, Coach Hester, you know, I was a co-host at one time in my life, you know. I was thinking about how I a questions who I'm going to show, do a segment this way and that way. So for you, mm-hmm. how would you kind of prepare yourself to become a head coach with the guys you worked for, kind of responsibilities, doing your scouts? How would you kind of prepare for this opportunity you had right there?
1: You know, I was blessed to work for some good people. Um, and they didn't do anything but put you in those situations. I mean, from the guy I hired here, uh, Coach McGraw, um, who was the first coach that gave me opportunity. He, he's won four national championships at ju- uh, uh, junior college. Um, then I was blessed to be able to work for a guy named Danny Casper, uh, who is his win percentage in the state of Texas at Stephen F. Austin. Of course, people know them as one of the uh, past Cinderella's. Uh, I Worked there for him for, for a few years. And then Kelvin Sampson at Houston. And uh, it just kept going on. Paul Mills, Byron Marin, Andre Payne, um, George Nesman. I just worked for a bunch of good people. Mark Adams. Uh, and then Eric Kunkel, when he brought me here to Louisiana Tech, um, four years ago actually now, four years ago. Um, and they all prepared me. Just they, they demand greatness. They demand every day being, being there every day, giving the right energy um, and effort. Um, and, and just being there for the young men. And when you do that and you're around it so long, and you see what works. I have, I have an old friend who always said, when you know the recipe to chocolate chip cookies, you just want to bake some of your own, you know? So it's just, it just, it wasn't something I did. It's more so of uh, who I was blessed to be able to work for um, and, and learn from.
0: And how is it cool knowing you? a lot of guys on the roster, you recruited them already, and you can keep those guys going into the portal. So how good is it going to get? reacting to the guys who you recruited, who knew, who know you personally, and who you got business with already? Because as you, you know, I both know in this business, coaches report relationships is the main thing, how to keep guys on your team and not lead them go in that portal.
1: Right. You know, it's really good because I can concentrate on basketball. Um, and there's a few guys I didn't get to coach, but I actually was part of the recruiting process with them. So pretty much everybody on this team I touched at one point, to be honest. Um, so it makes it a lot easier. Um, I come in, I have a relationship with them. I know some of their strengths and weaknesses. Um, actually, even the ones I didn't coach, um, just guilty. You know, you care about the kids that you used to coach. When I'd be at home, i record every Louisiana Tech game that came on television. And I was a Tech Tech. And in my free time, and I had a few moments, I wouldn't watch live TV. I would go watch my old players. You know, call them and check on them, make sure they were good, doing what coach wanted. You know, keeping their heads right. Because you build relationships with these people. And their family and their families have called me after they watch a Texas Tech game. And I'm talking to them about what I saw in their game, you know, just so I've had a relationship with them and I've got to see um, um, how they can help and how I think I can use them. So we've been able to jump right in the gym and basketball, get our workouts in, kind of do some things, see what else we can add on and hopefully we can add to it and, and start dancing soon.
0: And no doubt. And how important to be finished having those eight weeks of summertime to work out because get guys better because play development pieces are a piece that fans don't really realize is very key and vital. And it happens during the spring and in the summertime because during the season, you're, you're just focusing on the next opponent and getting the whole team ready to play, not your individual games.
1: Exactly. This is a time where you work on individual development and, and skill development, because like you say, once November starts and, or late September, I should say, with practice. You're all focused on the team. But it, it is important, especially for a guy like me who got my first job because they have to learn me also. I think that's the biggest curve. I know a lot of them. I know a lot of their personalities. I know what makes them tick. But they got to learn who I am as a head coach. And that's what this summer is going to be about, um, th- them learning me what I expect, what I demand. Um, and then we'll go from there. We'll try to get some games in, um, some, some inter-squad games, letting them play. So I can give them some of the things that we'll do and won't do, and then we'll move forward.
0: And for you, Coach Hester, what's going to be the ideal bulldog for you to what you want the young man in your program going forward, man?
1: You know what ideal? Good young man, plays hard, loves the game. Uh, If you can start with that basis, um, you can work with him on a lot of things. When you love the game, you're willing to want to get better, get pushed to get better. Um, uh, You eliminate some of the distractions off the court. and really focusing on your academics and your game and I say your academics because they are students uh, but also I tell kids don't let something in. let's say you don't love school uh, but it's a part of what what this is so you got to do it to do to do the court stuff so good kids want a degree uh, willing to work we'll work from there.
0: And what's good about and is downstream from Grambling so you know it's stuff it's to do there as well like, there's people out like, a small town but there's stuff around that you can go do. And being in a smaller town, not being in Atlanta, like I'm in Atlanta, so you can focus on your craft more so than just so you would here. Because here, That's you're going right. to be out in the streets a little bit. I don't care who you yeah. are. <laughs> so so being right. down there, you can focus on your craft more so than you could in a big town like Atlanta or Birmingham, somewhere like that.
1: No, no doubt. I mean, we tell people, we want guys that are, that are all about ball. At the end of the day, you got to be all about basketball because at the end of the day, yeah, there is college students running around here everywhere. There is. But at the end of the day, it's not much to do outside of the basketball. There's school. You can hang out with the college students. You can love ball and be in the gym. We want guys that want to be in the gym. Like, they, they get it from being in the gym. So that's what we'll look for.
0: No doubt. And you know what's also good, man, been down where you at, you can get 500 mile radius, you can get to Texas, you Mississippi, Alabama, and find players, Arkansas as well. Talk about being there. You are you to find the right gyms. and you get the guys come from Atlanta come over there. Well, people from Little Bell uh, Tennessee, maybe if they want to. So about being there you are to get to get the right guys to come there and you can kind of catch your net outwards and get there in the car and or with a plane if you had to.
1: Right. So so being in Ruston, Louisiana, we are five hours from Dallas. Houston, New Orleans, Memphis, Little Rock, Jackson, you know, Baton Rouge. I don't want to leave many cities out, but there's a bunch of seeds in there that got a lot of talent. Um, and, and we want to cast that out to all of them. And this school, like you say, then every now and then you can plug one from a little further from in Atlanta. This school has always been good at Florida. Go figure, you know. Has um, always had really good players like Eric McCree and Jacoby Boyk and the Speedies, like always had really good players from Florida. So if we're really good within our five hour radius uh, and we can get some, we can pluck a few from outside of there. I think we can continue tradition and build on what's been already established here.
0: And the footprint of the Conference USA helps too, because it's it's in Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, New Mexico states coming in there. So that's El Paso, Texas, there as well, pretty much there. So the footprint of the conference helps you as well, because you know you can kind of just by playing that visibility, knowing who the Bulldogs are, gotta say I, I might want to play for them as well.
1: Exactly. No, exactly. And our our footprint is wide. So why is in Florida, it's up in Virginia, all the way to the other side of Texas and New Mexico. Um, we'll, When we're on the road, we'll wear ourselves proud. We'll play We'll play hard, make our the people around here happy and our administration happy. We'll represent the right way and hopefully some future Bulldogs will take notice.
0: Coach, yes, tell me about Atlanta and recruiting here. Talk about the players here, the programs here, basketball wise, and all uh, the talent here in the ATL that you've had to recruit over the years, man, because I feel like it's a lot of coaches come here to find talent. So talk about the talent here and how it's taught here in Atlanta, high school wise, and then the AAU level.
1: You know, it's, it's so crazy. I, we talk about um i laugh about this like when you're in texas everybody says man i want a guy that can recruit texas and then when you're in when are in louisiana i want a guy to really recruit louisiana but what's so crazy when you're in georgia really all you need is a guy to recruit uh, Atlanta. atlanta <laughs> like, not a whole thing you recruit atlanta and you got enough for everybody you know so you know i recruited a kid named mike griffin years and years ago and i was a in him and man he was an exciting young dude to watch um that was the first kid i ever kind of went out there to recruit and um, wasn't really on a lot of people's radar. He was only about five 5'8", um, uh, but he came to be one of the best players in the SWAC. Um, as a freshman, he was dynamic um, for us. And after that, I just fell in love with going out there to recruit the area. Um, haven't done it much lately, but I've I hired some assistants that have went out that way quite a bit um, so we can get out there more. It's right off I-22. We keep, we keep talking about the I-20 corridor. It's right off I-20, so we want to take advantage of it.
0: No doubt. And I will tell you, this Coach, uh, guys have told me this off the record. And they've got guys on my show. So uh, I can tell you that for sure. Guys <laughs> listen to the show. So I've, I, I'll tell you, so what coach, coaches told me, they got some guys from Atlanta listening to my show. They told us, this is a JR show. That I heard about you. Like, I can't, so I came. So I, this, the show helps as well, Coach. I'll tell you. Hey, man. I, I,
1: I, I let them know we're we going to be out there.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That coach. You come, now, so know you y'all ain't been in a while, but when you come to Atlanta, Wait, we love to eat that when you come to town, coach. Wait, we love to eat that when you come to the city.
1: Well, you know, I got family there. You know, my favorite is Mary Max Tea Room. Yes, sir. Mary Max, when I come in town, man, I try to do that. But I got family on like Ellenwood and Decatur, and and up in Snellville, so I I get out there quite a bit to see them. Um, But yeah, Mary Max is my that's my go-to when I come in town, man.
0: Coach, when we come, to, I'm gonna take you know, off the off air. You gotta come to see. I, I live really this. I live in Stockbridge. I got that follow from I'm right up there, five six seventy five. I'm really in Stockbridge, yeah. so, so I'm off Exit one off six seventy five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm right there where your people at, man. Yeah. So we, we got to get up for, for show,
1: we man. Get, we definitely got to get up. I hit you when i that way, man. Yeah, my, my my aunt lives out that way. My little cousin, Well, I, I call them little, but we all grown now, but. Uh, they all live out that way, so I'm pretty excited about being able to go out there not only uh, recruit, but to see my family a little more.
0: No doubt. And I got one more for you, Coach. Uh, non-conference play, man. That's something that's very important for new head coaches, getting your own schedule done. I know this year's probably already done for you, but we get to handle your own schedule, man. Uh, you're gonna be going, How do how you want to see yourself approaching that to make sure you guys are ready for that tough CUSA play, man?
1: Yeah, you know, we're going to challenge ourselves in the non-conference, you know. We want to challenge ourselves in the non-conference. We want we want to also give our fans enough uh, home games so they can see us. Man, we got a great home court advantage here, uh, so we'll schedule tough. Um, uh, we'll schedule to be prepared uh, for for our conference opponents. And then, like I say, when Conference USA starts, it's a dogfight every night.
0: No doubt. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure I see you at Milton. I see. It's called probably yeah. one of meets Milton. I see. Let's Charlotte. Yes, yes. Charlotte. Y'all call that? They, uh, they left.
1: Charlotte, if I'm not mistaken, they'll still be there next year.
0: Okay, yeah, I know I usually can catch you all either at over there. The yeah,
1: yep. so yeah, and, and,
0: and, middle 10 or UAB as well. I think they'll say they ain't leaving.
1: UAB, right? yeah, that's another one. But 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 stay tuned. Like I said, we aren't finished with our schedule yet. Who knows? We might be out that way a little closer.
0: No doubt. Well, Coach Hester, man, good to catch you with you the first time, man. and Do us again real soon. We gotta hang out. When we come to the A, man. We gotta hang out for real, man.
1: Let's do it. We're going to do that. And then, like I say, first stop, don't marry Max.
0: Hey, well, I'm with it 100%. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it, Coach.
1: Appreciate you.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.